0: Hey, hey, you guys. Thank y'all so much for being on Black Canvas again. Season seven, we have another amazing guest here on the show. If you guys have not heard of Elijah Stone, today is going to be an amazing introduction to this singer-songwriter who is currently based in Las Vegas, Nevada. He writes all of his music from a very deep place in his heart. He mentioned to me, and we kind of talked about his struggle with depression for as long as he can remember and how music has always been his escape. So when he was younger he realized that creating escape for others was all that he wanted to do he started off his musical journey very raw and he wanted to work on portraying the truth in the words that he's written the start of this journey begins with confessions and now he is currently excited to share with us some new music as he continues to make it in the studio with his 2022 release of his album confessions and his recent re- release of his track, Wasted. We're just so excited to have Miss Elijah Stone here with us on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and I'm honestly super stoked to be on the on the show.
0: Well, this is exciting for me. I love your music, and I did listen to the album, and I was like, man, I mean, you have a, a great voice, but y'all, no problem, but I just love the message, and knowing that you write your own songs, that means it comes from a very honest you know place and I love that
1: yeah yeah that's that's always been one of my things like since I started getting into writing because like like you were talking about and like we talked about before um just from struggling with that depression like being able to like when I'd listen to music and I'd listen to like the things that these people were going through it like helped me to understand like okay like my struggles aren't you know the only struggles like the people are going through this and they've beat this it's like so for me being able to like create that honestly for people is like kind of just the goal you know
0: i do so. know and I, I love that my profession for a lot of people this is your first time listening um, for any of our listeners i'm a licensed professional counselor full-time so i do talk to a lot of people about anxiety and depression and addiction and just learning how to be able to manage and work through a lot of concerns instead of being consumed by it because i think a lot of times people forget their, you know, anxiety and depression, you know, we're going to have parts of it. It just doesn't have to be debilitating if we learn how to, you know, make sense of it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And like, I, I try to make sure, sh- you know, make sure like my audience and people know that all the time is like, you know, though I do like make it up front that I, I struggle very heavily with it. Like it's not, I, I'm not choosing it. Like I never wanted to choose it. And I want people to know that like, it's, there is a way to like get past it and and, and choose like, uh, you know happiness in a way it's it's hard and it's a long long self-discovering journey but like you know i'm trying to do my best to show people that it's possible um through my music through my art through my expression um just because there's a lot of people i feel like they don't get to see enough of that
0: absolutely and especially um individuals of color i think struggle with it more often as far as talking yeah. about it, especially men you get sharing and explaining it so I, yeah i'm just letting you or kind of not saying a poster child for of course depression and anxiety but you're talking about it which is giving people a platform to learn hey if this is my favorite musician and he's able to share his experiences then i hopefully will have the courage to be able to talk to someone about mine
1: exactly yeah yeah because it's like i remember i um You know, I struggled for a very long time without, like, really telling anybody because, again, like, that stigma of being a man and having to, like, tell somebody that you feel weak or tell somebody that you don't feel enough, like, that's hard. You know what I mean? That's so hard. So it's, like, um, I remember finally having that conversation with my parents and being, like, hey, like, this is something I struggle with. And, like, they didn't even, like, fully understand for a minute. And a lot of my friends, like, when when I'd bring it up, like, didn't understand. So it's, like, I kind of had to make – it's like it's, it's weird because like they, it's so quickly for um, people are so quick to hear that a dude is depressed and be like, um oh, like, whatever, like, you know, right off. But it's like it's, it's it's real. Like, I feel like the number one step is finding people that you can really talk to about it and like opening up and letting it be a, a, a point of discussion for for things for, for ways to fix it and ways to and to, to ways to fight it rather than like, you know, hiding it and not telling anybody.
0: You're right about that and that's when we start to see a lot of addiction or addictive behaviors start to take form because um yeah. a lot of times it's yeah. easy to just go to that as kind of like an escape and escapism we have to be careful about
1: yes so, exactly yeah. and that's and that's why like i'm pushing so heavily with my art and my music because like i i remember when i like i i got lucky enough that i didn't fall um into any circumstances where i could have you know picked up an addiction and, and like i got lucky that i was able to find it, um my escape in music like i that was everything i was the only thing i needed to get through it so it's like i know that that it, the, you know music is a powerful thing I, I believe that you know whether it be the fr- certain frequencies or just the emotion is conveyed into it it's a very powerful tool to convey emotion and to, to share like feelings and stories so it's like if i can use that in my art and my creative avenues to create that escape for the people so they don't go to those things. So they don't go to drugs and addiction or whatever else. Like that's, that's my, that's the goal. You know, like, I want to be able to help people just stray away from that and be, be just be able to hear a song and go, damn, like, I don't have to result to this. I can, I can go make art. Like I always say like um, pain and, you know, pain into pa- uh, passion or pain into art, like whatever you go through, it can be used in just creating something um, positive and, and better, you know, for the world, I guess.
0: You're right about that. But I think you've done it in two ways and you've been able to do it through writing and singing. So th- those are two avenues that for people who may struggle, like, oh, I don't have the best voice. It's not about singing the best. It's about you just getting it off your chest. And if that makes you feel good.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I say this all the time, all the time to people, like I, I could not sing. Like I was not able to sing. I, you know, my whole life I'd spend running around the house singing every song that I wanted at max volume in my voice, not knowing what I was doing. And everyone would tell me that I'm like garbage, that I'm dog shit, like I'm not good at singing. And so I, but I just kept doing it because it was the only thing that brought me peace. And now it's like, now I've, I found a voice, you know, it's like, and then I've learned stories that, you know, Ed, Ed Sheeran and Adam Levine couldn't even sing when they started their career. So it's like, stories like that really inspired me that like, anybody can can really create art and and do it if they want to like, they just have to choose that avenue and it's hard but like that's why i'm trying to show as much like behind the scenes of my life so that way they can understand like how i'm doing it and like ways of going about it to be honest i
0: love it i mean i think that makes you stronger and thank you first of all for starting off the podcast by talking about this because i feel like this is a message that we all need to hear, yeah. especially what we all know what's going on around the world at this time we all need as much support and as yeah. much people talking about issues for sure
1: yeah yeah and honestly like you know I, I, I remember when you told me that was like one of the the um focuses or uh kind of points of your of your show and your thing is to talk about that it's like i'm being very happy because one i also woke up today feeling extremely depressed like i, I woke up this whole weekend like going through it and um It's like, no matter how strong you get, like, you're going to have those battles. You're going to have those days where you don't feel like you're enough. But it's like, you have to consciously make those decisions to be like, no, I am. Like, you have to reinforce with so much. And so, you know, I want to, any way that I can help spread that love to other people, that is like, that's what I'm trying to do.
0: Well, I'm here for you 100%. Just know that. And I also want you to know, um, positive mantras are important. Like, when we can start to... yes speak into existence, positivity, and just release those automatic negative thoughts. Um, I always tell people it's not about being a positive person in that moment, because that may not be realistic for the feeling you're experiencing, but it's about developing hopefully positive, automatic, neutral thoughts when you can start to get to a point where you can stabilize your thinking, but also being aware of how your body's reacting to your thoughts at the same time.
1: Yes, that's actually super important. And um, that's one thing I was kind of even like feeling right now with myself is like, I feel like finally I've gotten to a point where I have developed those um, neutral like thought responses a little bit like, like my brain was telling me the craziest, darkest things this past weekend. But like, I knew that like, hey, like these thoughts do not reflect who I am and what I am. These thoughts are not me. Like, this is just my that little dark, evil part of my brain trying to bring me down because he's mad. Like, you know, like. And uh, so I had to like, I, I realized, like, I know I can do these things. I know why I'm meant to do these things. It's just, it's just a quick, it's just a thought that is, you know, interrupting that. And I had to like see that for what it is. Um, and it's still tough, but it's like, it's still tough to be positive all the time, but it's, but that definitely does help. And I, like you were saying, the, the um, positive mantras are super important. Like, I actually made it an, um, an effort to have my lock screen be all of my affirmations for things that I like, I want to see myself and I want to create in my life um excuse me and i found that i actually that helps a lot because like every day un- unintentionally i'm staring at these affirmations like they're in my face so
0: i love that i mean that, but that that's important and we're going to have fleeting thoughts like you mentioned where our thoughts are going to go to that place but i think it's important to just kind of rehearse positive mental imagery when we can start rehearsing it believing it, and then receiving it then hopefully it can change over time for sure
1: Exactly. All yeah. All right.
0: I love the start of the show. I mean, this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a couple exactly. of questions, and I just want you to give me the first natural response that you have for each one. And some of these questions may have some titles of some songs that you may or may not know. All right. Okay. So the Got first you. one I have for you is called Rose. So, what is one city or country that you haven't traveled to that you're dying to see? And the second part of that question is, would you ride a bike, a motorcycle, drive a car, or just walk around that city if you had the chance to sight see?
1: Okay. Um, honestly, I have not done a crazy amount of traveling. I've never left the country, and I've only been to like maybe ten states. So um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of the world I want to see, and I have. I have a goal. Like it's kind of it's kind of funny, but I have a goal to like live in a van and travel and live in every single state in the world for like, or you know, in the in America for like. Travel around, do shows, meet people, take up interesting jobs, and just like learn about the people in every single place. And then, obviously, somehow make my way to Europe and do the same thing. Um, that's always been a huge goal of mine, to be honest.
0: I like that goal. I'm thinking of like a fun title yeah. that we can come up with for your show. I'm trying yeah, to, I think it'd be a great show. Like you would could almost do like a YouTube. Show.
1: Yeah, Maybe. that would be super cool. Yeah, and then like, I could create like a whole. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Honestly, creating like a whole like. Docu series or something of of that of that journey,
0: right? Maybe it could be like, um, oh, I'm thinking. I was like coming up with creative thing on the top of my head, and normally it works. Today, my brain seems to be kind of taking a break. But I was thinking of maybe <laughs> yeah. like, maybe like stone by stone with Elijah or something like that, and then you can kind of use, you can kind of oh, talk about like cool. each stone can be like a pebble or like you getting to the next step in your career. But also your the next location and then maybe yeah you can have each stone that you take with you from each area of rock and you write like different phrases on it about your experience and the, and maybe put the date and time and then and write a mantra on it and that could be something no, you can be hold cool. with you and then at the end you can create like a rock garden yeah. or something from it, maybe.
1: Yeah, that could be really cool actually. I like that idea a lot. Okay, good. Uh, I was like I was
0: coming yeah. up with something like I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: <laughs> No, no, it does. I like that. I I I'm really um I never even thought about like turning that thing into like a a show. I just wanted to travel, but I think that would be so cool to like because one of my things too is like especially with, with with the the music journey and being an artist. I feel like it's so weird because nobody sees anything that goes on behind the scenes. Like nobody like for the for the typical person that like ha- doesn't really have an interest in pursuing it, or the people who want to get started. Like that that line of like what do you do is so blurry and so confusing. So I feel like a lot of, especially in artists nowadays, like it's, it's hard to, for them to understand, but um, like what to do next. But um, I know that like what, what, what I've been trying to do with my, my, like my whole goal is like with my art, my music, my, you know, photography, my videography, my, my content is to do is like, do my best to show behind the scenes of my life and the things that I deal with along this journey. That way there's other artists or other people who, who want to create and who are deeply inspired to, to make things and make art and they probably make better art than I do, but they're scared to do it. Like, I want to be able to show them like, all right, this is the stuff that I'm dealing with going through and trying to, um, you know, that's that I'm uncovering as we, as I progress through this music industry, like independently. So I think that'd be really cool to like have that show kind of documenting that as well. Like I could, I could, they got a way to vlog that all that'd be super cool i like that
0: yeah and then maybe instead of doing it behind the scenes you can do like behind the stone and then like you can have maybe yeah. one side of the stone is something you wrote and then maybe just a random person writes something they've experienced living in the city and then you can talk about being maybe like a guest in that city versus that person being that's their hometown that's what they've known for their entire life and then y'all can have like two perspectives of what
1: oh yeah that's really cool i like that a lot actually. I'll have, to give you, I'll have to give you creds on that when I start making that show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knows? I might be a guest on one of the episodes. Oh, if hell I'd yeah. Go. I would love that.
1: <laughs> <The> full circle. <laughs>
0: that is awesome. All right. So I got another question for you. So we're going to go to wasted. So if yeah. you could enter a time machine and relive a single moment you felt you wasted, which would you choose? And how would you change that moment for the best?
1: huh that's that's a great one um honestly i feel like one of my things is i try to you know everything happens i try to remember that everything happens for a reason and like whatever is going on happened because it needed to happen for my character development you know um but i remember when i was 15 i went on a cruise with my with my uh it's very random but i was one of my first ever cruise was like my first time like being away from my family with like just friends it was my friend's family but um i remember being on that cruise and like there was just so many, you know, times where I wasn't fully myself. I wasn't, I was still learning myself. Obviously I was a young kid, but like, I feel like I, I I feel like I lived it up for the most part, but like, there was some opportunities to like sing some songs and do some things that I wish I had had done and like gotten out of my shell a little bit more. But um, yeah, for the most part, I I try, I try to, I try to keep in mind that like um, wherever I'm at, like I, it's there, I'm there for a reason so it's like it's it's hard it's hard to pick an exact moment where i could relive it but i think that if i could relive that cruise and do some certain things differently and like kind of um handle i guess not handle anything differently but just more more like be present in the moment enjoy that i feel like i would have it's a good time
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i love cruises like that's the one thing i hated about just covid19 to be honest is like I yeah. went on a couple, and I just really missed it, and I haven't been on a cruise since. I think.
1: 20. Yeah, I've only been on one, and that was my only one, and it was so cool. And I honestly, I love boats. Like I don't know why. Like you know, normal people get like I feel like a lot of people get motion sick on, on boats like that, like when they're moving just slightly. But I love the feeling of like the whole thing just like moving. Like I love, I love feeling like it. I, I don't know that vertigo feeling. It actually gets me excited. <laughs> like, it's a good time. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, it was fun for me. Like, I just never forget just like the first time I didn't soak it in as much because I was really sick and I had, yeah, I actually took a motion sickness, you know, the patch and the patch made me sick. So I'm like, wait a minute. So yeah, afterwards I took the patch off and I was fine for like the last two days. But like the first like five days I was like miserable. So I was like, this.
1: Oh man, that sucks. It did.
0: But the great time, like the second time I went the third time, I was like, I didn't take the patch. I had a great time and like I just remember just it was the same boat. So we went on a Carnival Dream my mom and I and we just kind of just wanted to find, you know, different nice. ports. She was afraid. I was afraid the first time, but then I got used to the water. I'm like, I'm not really scared of it and none of us can swim. swim so that was funny. It was like, oh well, if we die, we'll go down like the Titanic, I guess. Uh yeah. but, but it was so fun <laughs> and I just remember just like walking on the edge and talking to people and going to the comedy club is cause I love cracking yeah. jokes and so I'm like, Man, I could really yes. roast this comedian right now, but I'm gonna just stay in my seat. I'm like, hopefully they don't try to heckle me because I would take that mic and like take their job. <laughs> so I was like, This is <laughs> so funny. Like I'm like, man, I'm gonna <laughs> light you up if you come over here. But it was just so cool <laughs> and just to have a good time. And most people don't know that by my personality. So I was like, man if i get on yeah this would be cool and then just going from that to just eating which is my second hobby
1: <laughs> oh yeah i was the best part is the man that unlimited food that was crazy i feel like i didn't take nearly enough advantage of that i was too worried about like uh, i'm like i'm good i don't want to get i don't want to get too chubby right now i'm trying to keep this body right now. screw that man i should have been eating. <laughs> that food was good who you telling? Well, back then, during that time when I was around
0: your age then, 14, 15, 16, I stayed at a good 150 pounds for a long time. I wish I could go back somewhat back to that, but I, I couldn't even my brain probably not 150 pounds. <laughs> Cause I mean, as you get older, you're like, man, your body <laughs> I felt that. breaking down stuff the
1: way it used to. <laughs> I feel that, honestly. I'm I'm twenty-one now and I uh i I feel like I'm sixty-five. Like my body is is crazy. Um, I've always been very into like extreme sports, so I definitely have like a lot of injuries from that. So my body's just like I feel like I'm, my back's always hurting in weird ways. It's it's an interesting time. <laughs> I can't even wait till I get old. God dang.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Well, I definitely got a lot more years than that on you. So yeah. I'm, I'm getting closer to forty than I thought. I may not look it. I was telling they're like, oh, you don't look like that. I'm like, well, thank you. That's very nice. But I'm like, uh, I feel like I'm sixty. Yeah. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's cool. I love it. I mean, like, getting older, I've gained a lot of experience and I just love just still being here because there's some people who wish they were here. And so I just look at it like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah, exactly. There's there's a lot of times where it's like, um, even you know, sometimes I'll i feel that way. And it's like I always try to tell people it's like as much as like it feels like it'd be easier to not be here, there's there's so much that can happen in a single month of life. Like if you taking the time to like like if you take that, you know, that month of of feeling down and hating yourself to, and flip it and being like, no, I'm going to create the best reality I can for myself. It's just really, it's so possible. Like, it's so possible to keep that, that going. Cause like, um, you know, thoughts are a powerful, powerful thing, like manifestation thoughts, all that it's all, it creates real, real energy and real, real impact in your life. So it's like, you know, it's, it's good to like, you know, value that, that time we have that have here. Um, but so it's also I mean, I have super bad ADHD, so sometimes I'll get distracted and start playing with things on my desk while we're talking. So if you hear like random crunches, that's just me fiddling with something. I'll try not to do that.
0: Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I always say like we have to do whatever it is to kind of recenter ourselves. So that is not an issue.
1: Okay, cool, cool. All right. So um, let's
0: kind of go to our next one. Said too much is the next too- title. So what is yeah. one of your biggest pet peeves?
1: Ooh. I have have a few. One of them is, first of all, spoilers. I hate, I hate spoilers. If someone tries to tell me, like, the end of a movie or something, like, it just, because I'm very observant, like, I'm a very observant person, and when I watch a movie or whatever, I pay attention to everything. Everything that's happening, I'm thinking about the plot line, I'm figuring, I'm trying to figure out the movie for some reason. I don't know why I do that, but, so as soon as someone tells me the spoiler, the entire movie, I will stare at that screen, planning how that happens and how it comes to play, and it ruins the movie for me. Um... Another one is uh, is honestly, it's it's kind of a, a very funny one, but um, oh, what's I, I don't know when people just like don't respect each other. That that makes me super upset. Like I don't like when seeing people like you know whether it be disrespecting their their servers or disrespecting uh, people who are working at a at a you know in the in like in the food industry or the service industry or whatever, or disrespecting people like if. Another one is like when if I'm walking to the gym and I like give someone a nod to like acknowledge their human existence and they don't do that back. Oh, man. Oh, man. Don't even get me started. That makes me so upset. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, can't, I can't get a nod back at the gym from these guys. I don't know. Maybe I got maybe I got to get bigger. I don't know. <laughs>
0: No, they, they, they'll they be all right. They probably weren't even
1: looking at you to be honest. They're probably like, what? <laughs> yeah, probably, honestly. But it's like one of those things I'm like, did that guy just blatantly not? <laughs> like, singing, but like It's cool. <laughs> what, are, what, are your, what are some of your big, biggest pet peeves?
0: Oh, man, I got only a couple. One that I really cannot stand is someone being passive aggressive. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a very direct person. I'm very blunt. Um, but I'm also very empathetic. And so if someone has an issue, just... Yeah. I'm all about telling me, don't try to allude, allude to something with me or try to yes. pass it to someone else who you know is going to get it to me. Because then when I get it the wrong way, I don't know how I'm going to respond to it. And normally I'm pretty good at calming myself down. But you know, when you're in the moment of someone's just being a complete jerk for absolutely no reason, and, and maybe they've created a reason in their mind, but it has nothing to do with me, then that to me is just very infuriating. And so I... I just like direct people and honest, respectful people. Yes. But another pet peeve is like when someone texts you and they either write the word K or something. Oh, that drives me crazy.
1: Oh, oh I feel that. I hate I hate short responses. And that's funny you say that because honestly, I didn't even realize that was one of my pet peeves, but totally is. Um, it's just like people being indirect because like I'm a very direct person. Like if I, I always say like, if I, if I feel something or if I think a certain way about somebody, I just like tell them. I, I, I like letting people know. So it's like, whether it be, you know relationships if i'm interested in a girl like i'm very very open i'm very very like upfront about it i'll like let, you know in, as respectfully as possible with my friends like, if i think they look good i'll let them know they look good if you know someone is upsetting a situation or whatever like I'll, I'll 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 try to confront it in in the most respectful and peaceful way possible like i'm all about conversation conversation and like getting to the root of you know communication is key like that's just huge in my life so when people like seek every opportunity to not communicate that that gets me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's so frustrated. Yeah, like, and
0: I, I get you. That's what I said. Like, oh. for me, I just learned that everyone's different. And so I don't let it consume yeah. you at all. Like, that is not an issue. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But that's, good. I, that's talking now at my age. Like, I am... <laughs> I'm definitely seasons as as it relates to managing my emotions. Now, you would have caught me when I was 15, 16, 17. uh, We would have been outside. I mean, that's just the honest truth. Uh, Everyone knows that about me. Like, they're like, oh, my God, you definitely changed. Uh, Because I just have always been a hothead. And that was because when you deal with trauma, which many of us have experienced, you know, you have to learn how to fight in different ways. And I wish I could go back and tell that younger self, you know, to just slow down to not just react, to to be more expansive in the way you think, and just also being aware of, you know, you can hurt someone and not even know you're doing so, or some people can hurt you because they're hurt. And I think that goes back to maturity, and our brains don't fully develop until around age 25. So when you already are in an immature state, and then you're dealing with, you know, immature people, and then you're reacting to immaturity, I mean, it just... Is a recipe for disaster and I always like to tell people I love gumbo yeah. but that ain't the kind of gumbo I like
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny because uh, um when I was younger I got I got bullied a lot like I got super bullied because like one I'm short like I'm like five six and I'm already struggling with depression so like that was a you know I was easy to be picked on but um I ended up learning how, like how I did MMA for a very long time but I like I hate hurting people like i would not because i know how it's it's like you were saying like you could unintentionally hurt somebody like that's i feel like so many people are so quick to jump to that it's like when it's like you could hit someone the wrong way they fall done like now you're in jail like that's that's so scary to me so it's like i try i try super hard to like be as as loving and as as uh um counteractive with my words as as, as much as i can like I, I it's it's hard for sure but uh, that's one thing i've been practicing for sure a lot lately is, is talking my way out of everything <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I love that and thank you for kind of mentioning that and like for me bullying was just a part of my my makeup of my character who I was yeah I grew up at you know in New Orleans Louisiana at a school where the majority of my family taught so literally when you're going down the hall oh you're getting treatment they're doing this for you and I'm like no like I'm getting it harder because if I do get into trouble I'm yeah yeah if you fight me and I fight back, I'm getting it. Like it was just like a it was horrible. And it was a public school at that time yeah. too. So imagine going through all Man. of that for a couple of years and then going to private school and then trying to make new friends. It was just a struggle. I don't know how I made it out of middle school and high school, but I did. <laughs>
1: yeah, same. Oh my goodness, it was tough. It I feel like horrible. I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of young people too, especially nowadays with like Instagram and TikTok and all these things that like have their attention spans and their and their uh, oh my goodness what, what was, what's the word for that? It has like their you know it's it's building these 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 um specific norms in their head that like this is the way that they should be or this is what they should be doing. And like I feel like that's so detrimental to to young brains because like I just remember how how you know emotional and like all over the place I was when I was that age. So it's like it's it's I'm do I'm using my best to do use my platform to like help people who are who are especially younger like understand like there's way there's so many ways around those thoughts around you know um rather than getting into anything you know like rather than letting yourself be express yourself you express your anger or your your pain through something like you know like fighting or whatever there's like you know there's so much art that could be made and there's things that could be done to like um you know like i I I guess your energy yeah 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 it's um so I also woke up like definitely like an hour and a half ago. So like I'm still a little bit in the morning brain. So forgive me if I stumble over my words for sure. Um,
0: oh, it's OK. I stumble over mine all the time. So we're OK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's it's a little bit of that morning brain mixed with like the 12 concussions I've had. So, you know, we're chilling.
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you, like, I must have morning brain all the time because when, when I'm going to sleep, my brain's a little foggy. When I'm waking up, it's uh, foggy. So yeah. I mean, that's just a part of life. And, you know, we work through that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So I got a
0: fun question for you. Yeah, go for it. All right, so next one I have is I want to go home. So can you tell us about feeling like you don't have a home? And can you also tell me in the second part of that, um, what does it feel like when you're recording in the studio? Do you have like a specific like routine or magic that you have when you're recording?
1: Yeah. Okay, that's a great question. So um, first off, what I mean by like I guess not having a home, I grew up, you know. I grew up in a very interesting home. I've uh, my parents were both working a lot, so it's like I feel like I a lot of that was a lot of my childhood and a lot of my time was spent just completely by myself doing whatever things I could create in my head. Um and I we moved around a lot, like a lot a lot. And not even like cities or states, but like just houses and places and like I guess cities. But um and I feel like nowhere I went I really belonged anywhere. It was it was a very very hard feeling to like understand and come to terms with um and I didn't know why I didn't like I always just felt, I always felt in some way like an outcast like wherever I went um and so I guess I kind of uh, well the also like my mom so I, I didn't feel like I belonged here in Vegas at all I was like maybe it has to be the city like I just maybe it's Vegas and I hate Vegas so my mom was wanting to move to South Carolina and I was about to move with her and then um, I'm just like having my music start doing well in, in the city. And I was like, okay, I have a lot of producers now, like I can't move. And Sheena was just still moving across the country. But like, I felt like even when I was there though, I still feel like I didn't fully belong there. So it's like, that was always a, a, a feeling I was just trying to figure out. And then finally I understood the concept of like, home is only where I make it. And if I make home in myself, then I'm home all the time. And even when I'm out, even when I'm staying at friends houses, if I'm traveling, I'm never uncomfortable anymore because I know where I belong and I belong here, like in my heart, like I belong in me. Um, And so it was definitely a really, really uh, interesting journey that it took to like figure that out exactly. Um, But I feel like through the music and like through creating and finding and realizing like what I'm doing is actually reaching people like it's really finding its way to people who are understanding the message and and supporting the idea and supporting the you know me and it's, it's just like this is what i meant to do like creating music is what i meant to do so when i'm in the studio definitely it's like a religious experience to me i um i, I got for a second i got caught up in a habit of like okay this is like work mode like blah blah, blah. i gotta go work, work 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 um but i tried to remove that from myself and now i'm in a position where like social media is like my work and like my job when I go in the studio, it is to create, it is to make art, it is to just express myself. So I'll go in there. Um, I usually like to meditate before I do studio sessions, whether it be in the studio or at home beforehand. Um, sometimes I do it be- before I go to like a new studio because I don't want to like be sitting there like fucking zoned out for 30 minutes um, with someone not-, not understanding like what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I-, I feel like creating the space is really, really important. So I like trying to have like... You know scents candles, drinks on um, anything that I need to to create and then um i've i've just I've finally come across this this bridge where even when I was creating, I didn't feel like I also like there was times where even when I was creating in the studio I didn't feel like I belonged like I didn't feel like i was I was there but when I finally like worked on finding the home in myself when I'm creating now it's i've I've given myself permission to create freely like I've given my permission myself permission to to fail and to say goofy, stupid things that aren't true or aren't right or aren't me or whatever, or, or whatever is me. I've, I've given myself permission to express my brain however I see fit. And I feel like it's led to a massive progression in my music and when it comes to recording because now it's like when I go in the studio, like I don't even care what the producer or the engineer thinks. If they think I'm like spitting some bad stuff, I'm like, oh, give me a second, like give me, give me, did you two passes and then the third one will have a hit. Like I, I got you and it usually works out that way and it's been it's been um transforming my my writing sessions and my things being able to have that place and especially when sometimes like even there's a disconnect with a producer or engineer or whatever i know like i I'm immediately retreat to that place in myself that i'm like okay i am safe i'm home i got this like this is just some some quick miscommunication let's figure out how to fix this and then we'll move on and and um i feel like that yeah it's, it, I've definitely found my home in art and creating and in the studio and in writing songs and in performing especially. Man,
0: I love that. I mean, that's that's some great words for people to listen to because, Thank oh, you. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was inspired to hear that because that's a big fear, especially for musicians, because there is that perfe- perfection that people are striving for. I had to catch my words. And there are a lot of times that yeah. people will say, hey, I expect to do this, or I wanted to, every vocal to sound this way. But sometimes the rawest vocals, you know, maybe were not the best backing track, you know, can yes. create such great magic. And then when you do have more money or the engineers or, or you know, you're able to kind of really go back and listen to your lyrics and start making changes, then that's how you can evolve as, in, as an artist. But the great thing about artistry is that it changes. It's ever-changing. and when I think of like some of the best artists in the world, like I love like Pink is a great artist, of course. I love her music. Um, I love like some of the older artists, like, of course, Prince, Stevie Wonder. I love Indy Irie. I can switch to like even going further, like when we think of like Frank Sinatra, you know, um, Michael Blade. Like there's so many amazing people who have written or performed or been able to change up their style. Even Kelly Clarkson, I mean, she started off a certain way, and then she's done so many different styles in music. I think it's just more about what you're expecting, what do you want in a game from that experience in music, and then also, you know, how does it make you feel? What does it leave you with when you listen to that artist, or you're in a studio with that artist, and you're like, wow, I just, I felt at home, like you said, similar to being at home in that studio. And I love that you mentioned like Adam Levine and Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran is one of my favorite male artists. I mean, amazing. But just thinking of how much he has changed and evolved. I mean, he did a whole CD, a duet CD, that he had so many different artists on there and just him being able to sing and then rap. And, you know, I just, I love his style for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And and that's, um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. Hold on. Um, Like you were saying about how like, um, building. Oh, shoot, what the heck? That just—I had the thought, and I watched it like leave my brain. That was bonkers. Um. Well, no, I do. I definitely. I love a lot of those artists, and it's it's for me starting. Um, starting off like super folk. Like I started off like so in the acoustic. I remember talking to my producer at the time. His name is Blake Wisner, and I was like, "Don't touch the song. Do not like. I don't want you doing anything to this song." I was like, "Maybe some verb, some reverb, and." You can slightly tune the vocals if you'd like. But I was like, I wanted, because I wanted, my first song was I Wish I Knew Love. And I remember writing that song, feeling like that was the, the start. Like I, I felt like I didn't belong anywhere. I felt like I didn't have love in myself. I felt like I wasn't loved. And it was, it was devastating. And I remember writing it, but it was such a massive release off my chest, off my, off my soul. Because like, I remember writing that song. I was about 18, 19, um, 18, about to be 19. Um, and I realized like, oh my gosh like somebody could hear this and they'll understand exactly where i am and like there's not a lot of people that will like i understand this is not this song is not for everybody like i remember showing that to my friends and they're like oh this sucks like this is so sad like why does anybody want to listen to this but then i was like i don't i didn't care what they thought and i wanted to i wanted to get that out because i knew that somewhere somebody in the world." would hear that song and understand that they can make it out too. Like they can get through that too, because I put that song out, you know? Um, and I remember this, like the literally, it was like the rawest vocals. It's just, it's like an acoustic guitar and vocals. It's like, you know, and it was, it was raw. And I want, and I, I remember getting, um, dropping my second single and having a DM come, cause I was again starting to get on some playlist slowly. I got a DM from this girl in the UK who was like, I and it, which blew my mind, because it was my first ever fan DM. It was like, "Hey, I don't know if you ever see this, but and I only had like a thousand followers at the time, so like I definitely was going to see that message." But she was like, "Hey, I don't know if you ever see this, but like I found your song. I wish I knew love, and nobody has put into words how I've been feeling and what I've been going through, and I've, I've not, I've not even been able, to, been able to do that, but you did with this song, and like thank you for that. And that, like, I almost broke down crying because I saw that. I was like, like dang, like my music is reaching people." And like, they can see that. So it's like, and there's times where even like, I'll go in the studio and, and you know, freestyle some stuff or sing some stuff. And there's like cracks in my voice, but it like people, people like that more. I feel like that, that's that trueness of, of the music and the art is so powerful. Cause it's like, if I, I realized if I could do that for that one girl, if I could do that for one person, that was it, that I'm successful. Like I've made it, like that was my goal. And then now I realize like the more I can do that for the more people like, that's like I'm I all I want to do is be able to do it for as many people as physically possible now and then I've realized you know there's a lot of people that like crave that perfection sound in the studio and that's cool too and I definitely learned that like having a good basis like a good like having you know pop elements and things sounding good help it to get to more people and that's what I'm kind of on now is like okay I can make songs that have that trueness in the lyrics trueness in the voice but are produced up enough that they feel like a pop song That way I can target that all those people that feel that way. So they don't know about it. And like, I want to be able to bring it to light and let them like feel it and understand it. Cause I feel like feeling your emotions is so, so important. The more you run from them, the more they're going to get stronger and chase you, you know?
0: Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And I want to kind of show you how much of a fan I am of your music, because I'm going to kind of go far back for you. So I knew that was your first song that you released. I think that was in 2020. But I'm going to go even further. So yes. at war with myself, that was in 2020, I believe. And then nothing left to say was the next year, yes. I believe. And yes, yeah. and then you have right. also done I Want to Go Home. You've done said Too Much, Owe It To Myself. I mean, you've done a lot of great music that I think many people need to, to start streaming. If y'all have mm. not streamed his music, Definitely after the end of this episode, please make sure you follow and sc- and definitely share and stream the music and the album Confessions. Like I said, yeah. it's just I love it. Was that you on the album cover?
1: Yeah, that's that's baby me. Um, and I have like CDs and like, even like the post I did on Instagram. It's another picture of me on the back of the CD holding the like, little saxophone. So it's kind of funny that I had like the one me holding a harmonica and one hold, me holding a saxophone. I guess I've been doing music forever, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love that concept of that. I thought you did a great job on that album, but I wanted to, oh, Thank yeah, no problem you. at all. I wanted to ask your question about um your younger self. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would yeah. you say to young Elijah?
1: Dang, you know, um, I feel like there's a lot of things I'd want to tell myself because in the past, you know, even just 10 years, my life has changed so dramatic, dramatically and I've learned so many lessons that, like, I wish I could have given myself. I wish that somebody could have given me. But I think the, the number one thing is, is as m- much as I he- I've heard this throughout my entire life, I never realized how important it was. But patience is like, being patient with yourself more than anything, being patient with people around you, being patient with, with those weird, dark thoughts that you have. Because a lot of the time, those dark thoughts aren't you. They're not you. They're not those. They're not the... The true extent of your character. Those those moments that other people in your like in our, our lives or my life or whatever that have lashed out aren't doing that because it's not because of you or because of of what I've done or you know I'm trying to figure out how if I'm talking to myself or I'm just talking to people. Um, but you know like that those. And people lash out and do those things, it's never necessarily about you. Instead of be patient with them because it's just them reflecting their own struggles, their own things that they don't want to understand how to process yet. It doesn't matter how old somebody is or whatever, you know, learning and learning self comes at any age and learning self, you know, comes with, with time spent with self. So it's like when, you know, people treat you poorly, it's because they haven't done a lot of that time by themselves, working on themselves, filling themselves with that love. So it's like you can't really blame them for, for you know, not giving you the respect or whatever. And then also, like, as much as it's cheesy, it is to for people to hear, like, you really can do anything in the world you put your mind to, and like, I feel like that needs to be a mantra for a lot of people. Is just every single day I'll say, I can do anything I put my mind to. I can do anything I put my mind to. I can do anything I put my mind to. And watching that become a reality, like, it's so, it's so true, like don't give up on art or the, or the things you Which Cause there's a lot of times, man, I felt like I was going to quit music. I was going to give up on the guitar. I never wanted to pl- touch a guitar again. Um, I took a, like a good year or two off. And I would go back and tell myself that like, that's the most important thing is the art and the music is the most important thing. Not to get caught up in the world, um, you know, to like, to, to, to go for what you believe in and stand up for who you are and stand up for what you believe in and, and create freely, and don't worry about any uh anybody else because they're all on this spaced rock trying to figure out their their lives and their place on it just the same as you, so it's like to be patient with everybody and uh and love endlessly you know don't don't give up on love because there was a lot of times where I gave up completely on love through I' was just on my signals week, but there was a lot of times I gave up completely on love and, and and loving myself and loving the people around me, but um that is the most important thing we have is love so you know to fill myself up with that I guess that's another one
0: <laughs> I love that as well and it also goes back into as you mentioned like filling yourself up I think now tell me if I'm wrong um Oprah Winfrey she did an interview now I don't know if you've heard of this one but T.D. Jakes and Oprah Winfrey they were kind of talking about like um a lot of times we look for lot of people to fill up our tanks and one thing that he mentioned it always stood out yeah he said that we're 10 gallon people and that sometimes people only have one pint capacity that they can only give us only one pint and we have to find other avenues and other things to fill ourselves back up and so I love that about music as well it's like sometimes we can feel as though that we want to give up or this isn't worth it or I'm not pursuing it or I'm not getting maybe the streams or a lot of the attention that i expected but i i know with my show and this is one thing i love about this show is i've talked to some amazing human beings from different walks of life from all over the country now i don't have millions of followers or i have a big backing it doesn't matter because that's not what this show is about this show is about making genuine connections with people who i think are valuable and they have a message to share with the world and this is just a platform for us both to be able to talk freely, but also respect each other and to get the message out there on the forefront. So that to me has just been such a great blessing for me, is that despite me maybe not having, you know, 10, 15, 20,000 people following, I don't need that because I I know that's not my purpose. And I think like when people lose track of that and they're they're tracking numbers and tracking experiences through that, they lose sight of the person that's in front of them who really is giving them a genuine you know, conversation that can not only change my life, but hopefully change whoever hears it. And I'm so glad you're with your first single that you have someone to reach out to you and tell you something like that, because it not only reminds you of you being yourself and you performing and sharing your art with others that people can yeah. connect, even in another country, but it tells you that, even in those moments when you think I'm not good enough or I'm not doing enough, yeah. that that one person can be the one person that's life is saved based on just hearing you.
1: Exactly. And, and I actually just recently got a DM from somebody who heard my song, I want to go home. And they told me about like a, a awful story that they just went, that they went through, but like that song brought them closer to that person that they just lost. And it brought them closer to like, the feeling of like being okay about it because they know like other people struggle with those same feelings and that like while i posted on my story i was just like blown away um and and you know so it's like it's so important to to me to enter i feel like everyone just like just keep making art keep making things because you never ever ever know who's actually listening and whether you have a million followers or 600 like it doesn't matter because there's still people who are pay- if there's people there listening there's people there listening and you can still reach them and it's like it's, it's so important to just just keep you know keep going keep creating keep making stuff keep keep working on yourself and like like you were saying i want to go back to that real fast about how like you know we're, we're 10 gallon people it's like to, I, that pointed painted a great picture in my head it's a lot of the times i feel like we are you know we're 10 let's say we're 10 gallon people and a lot of us don't even realize there's a stream running behind our house that we can go fill ourselves up from. And that stream, you know, comes from, you know, whether it's God in the universe, it's there, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we look for so many of our neighbors to help us get that water and get that, get that gallon full when it's not like they, they only have their, their, you know, capacities. Like yeah, you said only a pint or only one gallon and for them to give, they could give us the our every their everything and it wouldn't be enough for us to even think so it's like sometimes it's it's people don't even realize that I feel like the the best way to fill up that tank is to fill it up with your like with yourself and with 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 things that you that provide you that amount of that that love like art music you know nature the like the, doing things for other people there's there's so much in this world that can be that can fill up our tanks and that can Do it in a really healthy and positive way and like you know we're we're the ones holding the bucket we can control what that is so i feel like i feel like spending that time focusing it on the right avenues and the right creations and the and 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 love is is like so massive and i feel like undervalued because you know oh it sucks watching a lot of friends go into like relationships or, or spending time with people who aren't pouring that love into them who aren't giving them what they deserve and i see so many people so stuck and it breaks my heart, but like the only like the best thing that they could do right now is to is to fill up their own tanks, take yourself on a like take themselves on a walk, go 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 to a date by yourself, go go do anything in the world you want by yourself, and and fill up that self tank of love, because I the once you have that tank full and once you do fill up that tank at least for the most part, your love is is endless. Like you can like I feel like now I'm in a position as best as I've ever been to like just love everybody around me, love the people in my life, love, love my friends and my family, love everybody, whether I, I know them or not, because it's like I've spent so much time filling up my tank with the creek that was in my backyard. You know, I spent time talking to God, figuring out how to, how to, how to fill up that tank. And it's like, it's, it's a very undervalued and, 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 and misstep I feel like, but I think it's so important. 100%. And one
0: thing I wanna share before we end I definitely want to kind of talk about like the bucket and this is just for people who feel like there's a hole in their bucket just think of it if there's still water in that bucket and it is being spread across the land that is still helping to cultivate and to grow something that you may not ever see grow but you are a part of exactly it's kind of like when you think of a kindergarten a first grade teacher they may not ever see that that actual Um, student grew up to be the president of the united states but they played a a integral part in helping to build and to give them the courage and the tools that they could use to actually use in their toolbox to become the person they are as an adult in this world so i always tell people don't
1: don't worry about that you know it's it's yeah it's so important to like realize especially how much like You know, we have like a massive bag of seeds in our pocket and we don't always, you know, realize how those seeds can affect people. Like just even complimenting somebody on their shoes or telling someone like, hey, man, I really like your art. Even if you don't even like know who this person is, you just saw them on the street they're making something like just putting those seeds. I feel like the more we can put those seeds into other people and other humans, even if we never see them grow, I feel like that's it's just being cautious of that is so power is so important and powerful.
0: Yes, sir. I think you're on to a great start, Elijah. I'm just so glad that you and I, first of all, have connected um, through social media, and hopefully we'll stay in contact. I want to continue to support you in your career, because I know that if your music continues (laughs) to be like the person that you have exhibited to me, I know that you're off to an amazing start.
1: Thank you. That means a lot, actually. And yeah, I I would love to continue to support you, and I would love to You know, maybe do another uh, another show down the road and see where we're at, you know, and uh, maybe when I'm on my uh, my journey and making that show, I can I'll I'll hit you up and have you be on that one as well.
0: (laughs) Oh, that'd be cool. And, you know, the fun thing is um, I do have a second show, which is called Space Between, where I have people come back who perform live.
1: Ooh, yeah. Well, I mean, I have some songs. That's going to be
0: you on there for sure. Very soon. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've got some music, so it works out.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Elijah, for being on the show with us. Um, Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And let's remember, you guys, to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you, Elijah, for being on Black Canvas. And I can't wait to have you back on my show for Space Between very soon.
1: And I cannot wait to be back. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, no
0: problem. You have a great rest of your day. And thank you. And you stay safe. And I'm here if you need me.
1: You as well. And um, feel free to reach out at any time.
0: All right. Thank you, Elijah. Have a great day.
1: See you. You too.
0: Bye. i wow.